Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello and welcome to Lumber Connection. I'm your guest host, Jess Lowe's. Molly has taken a much needed day off. It's the week of June 12, 2023, and I'm in the studio with our regular experts, Justin Bennett and Ken Timmons. Both Justin and Ken are from American International Forest Products, or AIFP. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Good to see you, Jess. Hey there, Jess. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Phenomenal. Good. Enjoying our early start of the summer in the Northwest. It started about a month and a half ago, and I think we've had two days with measurable rain since. So very uncommon, but we'll take it. We deserve it. First question before I let you guys get into the normal stuff, just because we've kind of let it go the last couple of times. What does the inventory level look like at the yard across the street? What do you see? Great question. It's much more than it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, It's to the point where you can't even see most of the inventory because there's a big stack right on the fence line. There's certainly more wood across the street. That's for sure. So are they smart with their buying decisions? What's been going on in the market? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the deal was on that wood sitting over there, but yeah, I'd say. But if you'd go back and say they didn't have wood, now they've got wood. Sure. Yeah. They were skinny and fat at the right period. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't think you could have really screwed up at any time. (laughs) Right. Right. It just hasn't. Yeah. So things got to, things shook up more starting last Thursday, last Friday, pretty good. Monday of this week was good. Tuesday was a decent day. Little, actually, what am I saying? Yesterday was a pretty good day too. And today's plugging along. I'd say a touch quieter today than the last four trading days, but we're kind of at the intersection of forest fires coupling with some big milk curtailment announcements. Big is kind of a asterisk on that one. Board footage wise, really not just retracted. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a headline. So we have a little bit of a market pop that's really spurred from the supply side. I don't think demand has fundamentally changed on the West. Definitely the California market fights catch up, which is cool to see. But yeah, all in all, things have been trading more actively over the last week. Prices have trended up in general on most products, all fur products, really. Doesn't matter if it's cord stock, web stock, studs. And going up at a reasonable pace, nothing to, if you start taking 50, 60, $70 swings on print each week, it becomes a house of cards. It's been much more monitored, five to 10 to 15 bucks per product. So all in all, it's been a healthy active trade as of late. Are you seeing people get in because of that little jump or they're just kind of playing it as they would and they're taking it with a grain of salt? A lot of my guys out in the West were extra skinny over the last two months just because that long winter weather of jobs were just getting pushed and pushed. So I would say a lot of my guys did take an extra little bite of inventory when they went shopping, but nothing wild, right? If I would say, let's just pretend there's a yard that uses 10 trucks a month. Maybe they grabbed 12 or 13 this month, not 20 or 25, kind of that scale, just a little bit extra, an extra 30%. How about you, Justin? What are you saying with those that you work with? Yeah. And I don't think it's a, we do have some coinciding trends throughout species, but I wouldn't say it's a perfect, like everything's moving up at the same time. I'd agree with Ken on most of those points. And I know he retracted or curtail or asterisked his big curtailment notice, but I think he was just saying it's like, it felt big because it says curtailment 
so it feels bigger. But from an overall footage standpoint, it's very minimal for a short period of time out of Western Canada, but it was a talking point. That mixed with forest fires, there's created a, a bit of uncertainty and taking that very cautious approach to a little bit more of an aggressive approach in terms of buying. That mixed with the lack of buying that we've seen in the marketplace for an extended period of time, there's a need and there's, or guys had to come in and buy a little bit of wood. And also to, to Ken's point, I don't think there's much wood extra purchase out of that fear mechanism. It's very much just, hey, I need to get some wood bought. You probably have some guys that were short the market over the last few weeks that had to come in and cover some items and that curtailment, the fire, that's enough to push that those guys in to say, I better cover this, right? I better get in and cover this stuff before this potentially has the opportunity to get away from you. So I would still say it's a very measured approach though. Again, kind of harken Ken's point. No one's really getting out of their lane, buying ex- an extensive amount of product to fill up the yards for the next four or five months. The fear really still isn't in the market. And as much as we want to talk curtailment, fires, to me, it doesn't feel like that was the driving force behind what we've seen in this market firming up. And again, not everything. Like you still have some items in pine, whether it's two by four or two by 12 or the two kind of outliers that have yet to really find find traction. And you've got the six inch, the eight inch, the 10 inch starting to feel a little bit better. Mills able to clean up some accumulations off the, off the mill yards. So that's been good. Um, we've seen a, a, again, measured uptick in print in terms of pricing, but you can still for the most part, get your hands on pretty much anything that you need out there. You may pay a few bucks more this week than you would have last week, but the ability to buy wood, again, on most things is very good, but you can get product. And the price, when you look at pricing overall, it doesn't really matter what species or what it is outside of two by 12, is certainly deemed at a value in a historical reference. If we go back a few years or 10 years or 20 years, like the price of lumber, pretty darn good. So anyways, all things considered, market definitely feels a little bit better. The trade's happening every single day. Multiple segments kind of coming in, checking in, whether that's multifamily, dealer, trust component, independence, everybody's getting a little bit of wood bot. And so that's helping solidify pricing in the market that we're in right now. So I had the opportunity to listen to some economists over the last week or so. I was down in DC for some meetings with our Innovative Housing Showcase. And it seems like housing is going to be trending up towards the end of the year. Second half is going to be much better than the first half. Do you think that's what kind of a jump would it take to incite some fear or something that's going to a little bit longer term, two, three, four months out in people that is there the risk there for listeners or is it something that they should be able to manage? Do you think that they're, between now and the end of the year, is there going to be much for chaos in the lumber markets? I think that it's funny the way the markets move, right? And the information in housing very well could be better, but I also have to look at what that measurement is. Would, would we say a much better? Are we talking 100,000 start? Are we talking 400,000 starts, right? I, there's a big, what does better mean? And what does that equate to? But what I do know for a fact is that the supply that we see coming out of the West is not going to increase. It's just not. Um, and I'm speaking specific, specifically to Western Canada, but I'm sh- sure Ken will harken my point along the I-5 Same. corridor. It, it, what you see is what you get. What I do know is out of the U.S. South, we're going to see 
what we're seeing right now in terms of production, if not a slow uptick in production as new mills continue to optimize and potentially a new mill coming online to increase production there. What I do know is out of Europe, we're going to see less fiber in the second half of the year coming into our port, right? So we're looking at a sizable deduction in overall fiber coming in. Rough guesstimate, 30 to potentially 50% less fiber year over year than what we've seen. Now, that supply base that we've had from Europe has really helped supplement the losses that we've had out of Western Canada. So when we look at a number at one three, one four, one five, we look at our supply base and where it's been, we've got a pretty good balance between supply and demand with supply obviously outstripping that demand, which gives us the price that we have here. So all things considered, and then out of the East with Canada, again, it's more of like what you see is what you get. We're not going to see a big increase in production, very minimal, if any. And what we are coming up this time of year too was some shutdown time, right? You're going to see a lot of the summer shutdowns, mills. And so that's something we've got to take into consideration over the next 60 days also. So it does feel like there's more chips starting to stack on the reasons why it could go up and why it could go higher versus reasons it could go cheaper at this point. Again, based on this kind of baseline of pricing that we've had set in for an elongated period of time. So less fiber out of Europe and a little bit more out of pine. And then again, out of Canadian provinces, what you see is what you get. And I think more and probably the same again for the, I'll let you speak to the, the West Coast and the inland, but I think that's probably yeah, you're totally status right. quo there. Yeah. Production's off approximately 10% year over year. And to your point, Jess, about this thing's really going to kind of take legs of its own outside of the usual trading we've seen over the last year or so. It really come, it's got to come from the demand side again. Supply is going to curtail and come back and Really, this market is the mills got too cheap for a while. They were selling below their costs. And finally, we got a few factors that popped us back up a little bit. But if this market, I mean, say in general, a composite price of products is in the 400s or 500 or whatever you want to call it. I mean, if we were going to break like a 750 or higher threshold, there would have to be something pretty drastic on the demand side. And it would have to be new, newly constructed single family homes. Right. Something's got to push all these 25 to 35 year old kids off the edge of their fear of 7% interest rates or mortgage rates. Something would have to kick that group of buyers into the market to get those housing starts, Justin's mentioning. So it sounds like there's some things coming in line with that. There's a lot of these, seeing these new loan programs coming out that I find pretty interesting. But though you've got, I think, student loans have been, yeah. Ten thousand dollars of forgiveness for a lot of people back or something like it, and then no payments, or you don't have to pay anything for three years or something. So maybe there's something to that where you know take that it gives a little legs again. Demand if it shocks the demand, that's where you would see more of an emotional market. It's going to be pretty measured as long as that the factors stay in the supply side yeah. of things. And I think the Fed was today right announced no change in the rate, so at least we're not going up anymore. Yeah. If I read that right, so. Yeah, I think at this meeting, they decided to leave it alone, but they might continue increases downstream. But, you know, that's yet to be seen. But kind of, I appreciate your answer because obviously supply side is going to be fairly, it can't do a lot. So demand could could create some action the later half of the year. So pay attention to that, listeners, and just make sure you watch what's going on. And stay tuned to this podcast as well. I'm sure we'll be talking about it. So just to make sure that we're kind of getting out ahead of anything else, anything on the transportation front that we should be looking at? 
No, I think from my desk in the South, things are moving pretty fluidly. It does feel like we've established a range in terms of freight costs, right? It's just like we went really high. It seemed like maybe we were really low and now we've kind of settled into a range. So most freight feels like from a cost basis is kind of, it is what it is. It's settled in terms of lanes and what we're paying for lanes. Capacity seems pretty darn good for most parts. Again, speaking to U.S. South. So from what I'm seeing, and the rail cars have been moving pretty fluidly, and I really actually haven't heard much. I thought I'd be hearing more out of the east or west with these fires and rail lines affected, but unless I'm missing it and just haven't seen the information, which usually I would, but I haven't, which means me think that hasn't been a big factor. And uh, the rail cars that we have, and we purchase under the rail cards per month, I haven't had any notices from buyers or anyone saying, hey, these are delayed or this this rail line's been shut down or anything like that. So transportation side, for the most part, from my desk, he's been moving pretty fluidly. Ditto. UP shipments better than BNSF shipments, all things considered. Mills are getting cars as they need. They're getting to destinations with a reasonable travel time. So, and same with trucks. Trucks are okay. Reg trucks are better than maxi trucks right now for Mountain States. Vans are cake. Super easy. I think the number I heard or was given by our logistics department head yesterday was 1.75 van loads per man on the road. That's not bad. And I think the number was more like six regs to or six reg loads to reg trucks. Right. So vans are very simple right now. All right. Well, any more to add before we break for another couple of weeks? I think so. Stick with it. I would just kind of set your sights on 30 days. No, no need to go crazy. But you know, the market is changing more than it has over the last three months. So just keep a close eye on it. I would say, I mean, if you've been putting off some stuff and you're just listening now and you've got some stuff that you need pretty quick, get in and get it done. Just get it bought right now. That would be my advice. All right. Well, enjoy times like these because they're certain to change. So with that, thank you, gentlemen. And that's going to wrap up our episode for this week. Justin, Ken, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm talking lumber. As always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be at brief and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Goodbye. Our pleasure. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Talk soon. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.